Well, it, it should be easier because we don't we're have a, we don't have a yeah screen. So just... Yeah, we're going. Oh. <laughs> okay. Cool. You saw that jump, right? <laughs> she literally jumped so far. <laughs> you were not expecting that. Okay. Oh, not at all. Whenever you're ready, Aaron. Okay, let me pull up what I have. Twenty thousand notes. Okay. <laughs> literally, the whole your whole life story is on that notepad. <laughs> I'm excited for what Debbie has to say. No, Man, no. We have to be mindful. What's yes. 30 minutes max? It's 1 o'clock. So yeah. we have to 1 30. And then your friend, so we have to just we'll be here. And she might call. You know what? No, no. If she calls, just have it on. Yeah, it's silent. It's on it's on silent. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay, cool. Let's do this. <coughs> the Great Exodus why people leave the church and why people don't go to church in the first place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, ready? Yes. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Real Talk No Gimmicks with Haley, Demi, and Aaron. We're so glad you guys are here with us. Um, today is a very interesting topic. Might get intense, we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so this topic mm. is a little bit of us delving into our past, talking about you know some pretty serious things. So I suggest you strap in, get a snack, wherever you're listening to, get comfortable because it's going to be a ride. So without further ado, Demi, introduce. Okay, so today's topic will be the Great Exodus why people don't go to church anymore, and why people don't go to church in the first place. So, without further ado, let's kick it off. Um, so how do you guys feel, or what do you think makes people not go to church anymore? That's the first question. That's the first question. That's the whole episode. I can go <laughs> 45 minutes. Um, man, why don't people go to church anymore? Um, man, so many <clears throat> options. I want to say the first one is a misunderstanding of the difference between relationship and religion. Mm-hmm. And I can speak that, like, for especially Christian faith, I think a lot of times churches get so wrapped into tra- tradition, you know? I grew up in a Baptist church, and, and I feel like for heavy topics like this, I always like to give disclaimers, like, this is not an opportunity for me to bash where I I still go every now and then to this church and I learned so much I've had so many great opportunities I've grown into finding my niche honing my gift at my former church so this is not me bashing at all but at my former church we had like you know first Sundays we had specific colors you know Mm -hmm. you need to wear these colors you need to you know obviously have older people at the church you know they have I mean I think it's more lax now but when I was much younger like skirts needed to be a certain length and mm-hmm. I and and we've talked before about modesty you know yeah. shouldn't come into the church with certain outfits just personal opinion you know maybe the crop tops and the short shorts not you know yeah. for the church house but you know I think what tradition a lot of people get wrapped up in like oh if you're not wearing this outfit or even with music like if you're mm. not worshiping to this type of genre you know if it's not hooping and hollering when you're in praise and worship or falling on your knees or shouting a specific saying then 
you're not really engaged. If you're just sitting down during the sermon and you're not waving your hands every five minutes <clears throat> or, or giving an outburst and, and I'm, I don't love Jesus. I'm too good and I'm too cute, you know, to give the Lord some praise. And in some cases, I can say that there have been moments in my life where I was afraid of like raising my hand in church or like mm -hmm. really worshiping because I was still having insecurities within myself that I was dealing with. Um, so there, there is some truth into that, you know, being ashamed and not really being public about my faith, especially mm -hmm. even in a church setting. But as I've grown older, that same saying has a new meaning because I love the Lord, you know. We've gone to church together. I've literally sat and cried, like, after the service ended. Like, but it's worshiping in your own way. And I think that when leaders and members of the church don't grasp it, grasp that concept, especially with among young people, because we're in a new age, a new generation. We have new artists and new styles of worship and new attire. Like, I've seen people go to church in, like, probably every single one of these outfits that we have on, you know? But you go into some settings and that's not accepted. And I think that's what makes people leave because they're like, if I can't be accepted in a body of Christ where it's supposed yeah. to be loved and inviting and exciting, then why do I need to go at all? Because I get hate from the people outside the church house and I and get, from the, yeah. I totally, like, I, I totally understand what you're saying because I've noticed people in my church as well after a certain age, I never see them again. You know, you... They were growing up, you know, in the, the ministry and, you know, going with their parents all the time. And then all of a sudden it's like they become a certain age, become maybe around our age or a little bit older and they stop. And then you notice or you see them at like a reunion or something and you're like, wow, like they're so different because they decided to be who they are. And how you were saying dress their own way, you know, live their own way and not necessarily like in a non-Christian way, but I'm talking about like in a way that's non-traditional, like how we're, we're speaking. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times... um kids are brought up in the church and they don't know why they're there. Mm. They're brought up because, mm. oh, it's Sunday, we have to go to church. Oh, yeah. because that auntie's going to say something if we're not there at church today. Oh, what are you wearing? What's the pastor going to say? Because that's what you're wearing. Like, you have to sit in, you know, perfectly still because people are watching you everywhere. And it's not really about why am I here? Who am I worshiping? You know, yeah. I feel like at, at a certain point, the church becomes like a building rather than yeah. a fellowship, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I really think an important thing is trying to understand why you're in church you know i feel like because once you create a fellowship with people and you worship the way you want to worship and you recognize that within each other it becomes harder to leave mm -hmm. you know because it's, it's so easy to leave a place because you're like yeah you know maybe I've, I've outgrown it and maybe you know it's just something that's not meant for me anymore but when you realize you know you've made this fellowship with people and you realize that you don't have to worship god in a totally traditional way like you're, you you know you don't have to leave like you mm -hmm. you recognize that you're accepted for the way you worship you know yeah I love that the way both of you guys are talking is just reminding me of this one word criticism mm -hmm. and I truly believe we underestimate that word because that word can align itself with another word judgment yeah and both of you guys just reiterated you know how people judge hate on people that may dress a certain way worship God a certain way because it's not traditional, it's not the way they worship. Right. But I have a question. God made us different, right? Yeah. We all have a different purpose. We all have a free will to do things, to live our lives differently from one another, right? Mm -hmm. So if God made us different, 
why are we supposed to worship God the same? Mm, that's a, a really point. good question. Good um, I guess I can start. Cool. <laughs> sure, yeah. Or, um, or you want to answer? Oh, okay. Cause, yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. I mean, there's really no answer. Oh, so that was like a rhetorical question. Oh, that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> You're like, so should I swear? Right? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Because I was like, I'm so is that a little... Like, because she's like, yeah, okay, okay. I want okay. to see reaction. I'm sorry, y'all. I want to see the reaction. Okay, because I was no. going to respond to the question and say that, you know, Hosea, I think it's chapter 4, verse 6, and it talks about my people shall perish from the lack of knowledge. And mm-hmm. you, your question was, if God made us different, then why do we have to worship the same way or you know praise the same way and i think it's the lack of knowledge and understanding that god like we know the bible verse that says oh god made us in his likeness you know we're like royal priests like we know the biblical text but it's one thing to know something and another thing to understand and actually apply it because knowledge applied is wisdom Mm -hmm. and people lack wisdom in that area like you think like oh you know she's not she's wearing a green top and on Tuesday, uh, on second Sunday, we wear pink shirts or whatever. So they're like, "Oh, well, she is rebellious, and yeah. she's mm-hmm. not. She's she is. Un- we need to lay hands on her, and we need right. to pray for her. And she's not worshiping the same way. Mm, we need exactly. to talk to her mom. And it's because we don't have an understanding that, wow, she can wear a green top and still love the same God that I serve. Exactly. And I think too, it's about communication because mm-hmm. it, it's like we communicate with the wrong people. Like, I could say, oh, Aaron's wearing jeans to church today and be talking to the whole parking lot ministry about Aaron's jeans and not asking Aaron, oh, hey, Aaron, I saw you had jeans like you normally wear a skirt, you know? Yeah. Is there some, like, you know, it doesn't have to be serious, but I just wanted, I just saw that it was different. Like, I like them, but, you know. Yeah. Communicating, because she just wore the jeans maybe because she just got them and she wanted to wear them to church. It may (laughs) not be something deep, but... Not having knowledge of other people's perspectives and also what the meaning of the Bible is. And I think that's what makes people feel like, oh, you have to worship and you have to show up to church the same way. Exactly. And I feel like because of that lack of knowledge, it creates a misconception of the way we worship as Christians and just Christianity in general. And even God, because we talked earlier, even last season, how there are people that think God is a dictator, mm-hmm. how God is too harsh God is only just. Okay, in some aspects, yes, he is just, but he's also merciful. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a balance to it. Yeah. And we can't, who are we to tell people how to worship God? You can be Diana in the back doing jumping jacks, screaming your heart out. <laughs> you could be little Thomas sitting in the corner, bobbing his head, but he's still worshiping God, and that's okay. You can be standing up, humming to the music. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I hum, I stand. I may not raise my hands now and then. I may not speak in tongues now and then, but I absorb the presence of God. I absorb the praise. I absorb the worship. So who are you to tell me that the way I worship God is ungodly because it's different from your way? Yeah. So we can't have that judgment. We can't have that criticism because it creates, again, misunderstanding. And then because of that misunderstanding, because of that criticism, because of the restrictions, the standard of Christianity, people leave the church. In fact, people stop reading their Bibles. People stop praying. People stop being Christians, and that's problematic. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. judgment is such a big issue that like you don't really think about because I feel like a lot of Christians sometimes kind of put themselves on a pillar. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. I've noticed like I'm not calling anyone out, but like some elders especially like they, think <laughs> our generation Man. is so different that yeah. like 
they think because the way they worship, they're closer to heaven than I am. Like, right. And that's so not the case. Yeah. And I think, too, we so need to, like, I, I, I mean, I've caught myself doing that, too, to people our age. I'm like, damn, how come you're not reading? And I have to pause and say, Haley, like, you started reading your Bible a week ago. Mm. So let's not forget when you had to ask yeah. for forgiveness for doing the same right. thing that they're doing. And I think it goes back to criticism and perspective. Like, you've grown in that area, so instead of talking about that person, let's go to them. The Bible says if you see your brother in sin, you need to go, go to that to person. Them, yeah. It may not necessarily be a sinful thing, but we're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We may look different, come from different backgrounds, but at the end of the day, we are connected by Christ, and we all have a role to play. And so I'm not going to let my sisters beside me miss purpose because I'm too busy judging them mm-hmm. on where I feel like their Christian walk should be. And like you mentioned, like some elders and just people in general, we like are so quick to criticize, criticize. and say, oh, yeah, I'm holier than thou. No, yeah. we need to communicate. It's so important. I it's love how so you talk about yeah. that. Yeah, because... Okay. <laughs> like, I thought you were going to talk. No, no, no. I, I was just agreeing. <laughs> I just love how I stuttered. But anyway. Keeping it real. Huh? Yes, yes, literally. Real. Um, but yeah, I really love your point. There are so many ways to come about um, to certain situations. But just come with love. You know, Absolutely. God is love. So we should come with love as well. We shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, you didn't read your Bible? Okay, you're going straight to hell. If you do this, you're going to go straight to hell. And I'm going to be really raw about this with one story because this happened in real life. But remember how I talked about how there was a situation where I almost, you know, got suicidal. Mm -hmm. And then I told someone about this. And then they told me, if you would have done what you did, you would have gone straight to hell. Mm -hmm. And here I am in my dark, darkest moment, being open and honest with you. And all you can tell me is you're going straight to hell. And I know I'm not the only one who has told this because I've talked with other people who may have gone with a similar um, situation and they were told, oh yeah, um, I wanted to do this or I got caught with this and someone told me that I would go straight to hell or I would be greatly punished for my sin. But you can't say that to someone, especially to non-Christians and believers because, again, it creates this misconception that God is evil, God is too harsh, you know, he's too just. So again, it ties back to communication and just come with love, be gentle, and be like, I hear you, I see you, mm-hmm. you know, I love you, so let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh my gosh, woe you, woe thee who does this great evil. No, girl, this is the, this is the New Testament. <laughs> woe thee. No. Woe thee, thou oh, art thou sinful. Shalt, yes, thou art yeah. sinful, thou shalt die this moment. Yeah, it's so crazy because you read in the Bible the types of people that Jesus himself encountered. Literally. And we have, some people really think they have the audacity to judge someone who, like, we shouldn't be ranking sins, but, like, you know, say someone who was suicidal or someone who was, who did caught, who got caught up in something. And, like, we're sitting here judging when, again, you read in the Bible the kind of people Jesus, God himself, encountered. And he accepted every single one of them and healed every single one of them. So how can we people who are below that, way below that... (laughs) Tell people how they're supposed to live. Like, I've never... Like, that judgment factor is, like, so strong Yeah. in yeah. the Christian community sometimes. Yeah, I think it could also tie in with expectations, yeah. especially within the Christian community. And the reason why I'm so attached to this is because I'm a pastor's kid, and I've mentioned how, you know, double eyes are on me. You have greater expectations on me because I'm a pastor's kid. 
you know, and someone told me, oh yeah, like you're the holy child. You're supposed to be perfect. Mm. I'm not perfect. I'm a person. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I'm a person. There's a difference. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like, again, with restrictions, along with that judgment, it's just, I don't want to say this, but this is what I feel. At times, it could be a bit toxic. Mm-hmm. So I just want to let that out. <laughs> do you think a lot? So I don't want to get like too deep into this, but do you think that there's a factor in people mixing church and politics together? Ooh. <laughs> Girl. And like views. <laughs> so we're gonna take a pause. Why'd you ask that question? <laughs> uh, so the 30 second answer would be yes. Um let's just say this, okay. If and if I'm wrong here, I allow anybody to message us on Instagram page and we can have a respectful conversation. But I at least have never come across the scripture that says if you are a Christian, thou shalt vote Yeah. <laughs> left, thou shalt vote right, thou shalt be conservative, thou shalt be Republican, yeah. Democrat. That I never read that. So, I mean, if it's in there, please point it, out. point it out. And I mean that in the most sincere way. But I think sometimes it, it's one thing to inform yeah. people. It's one thing to say this is what's going on in the world, and as Christians, this is how we should approach it. Mm-hmm. So if we see, you know, people are shooting up churches, or we see a, a rise in young adult mental health um, crises, or we see certain communities dropping out of school, as a church, as a body of believers, we need to be problem solvers. Yeah. We need right. to say this is a problem in our government, not a problem with Republicans, a problem with Democrats. This is what, where we need to see change. We need to see change in the school system or we need to see change in X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And we have to provide people that information, allow them to get discernment from God because he is the ultimate judge and allow him to work through them. And then as far as like the voting goes or however they, I guess, I don't want to say fleshly, but on earth, I guess, enact change, allow the Holy Spirit to be the guiding light. We shouldn't sit on whatever platform we have, whether it's our kitchen conversations with our peers or on a platform at a church, we shouldn't say, you're sinful if you don't vote this way or you're sinful if you don't view the same things I'm thinking because how do I know if how I'm voting is how I'm supposed to unless I'm talking to the one who is the overseer. So without going too much deeper into that, I think our job as Christians shouldn't be to be the spearhead, like, I don't want to say the spearhead because we are called to be leaders, but to really just be problem solvers and be solutions and find the problems within that arena and try to solve it and not create division by saying, this is what you have to do. Because God gives us free will, so why don't we give people free will to do, make decisions on their own? Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the point of discernment. And for those of you who haven't learned much about discernment, just go back to our second season. We talked about it, okay? Yes. Um, but yeah, I can't really say anything else. Like, Haley said everything. All I could say <laughs> left is the church is not Congress. No. So who are we to force people or make people follow certain things? Again, restrictions. So, yeah, just be peacemakers. Even the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, right? Yeah. So. It's important, like, no matter who you are or what background you come from, just know, like, you will always be accepted by God forever, who, you know, whoever you are and where you come from. 
you can always approach him as a friend. We've talked about that in previous seasons, how God isn't a dictator. We always see him as a friend. Mm -hmm. He's always open, like how I previously said, the types of people God has dealt with, you know, the absolute ruin people find themselves in, and they find, like, wholeness, and they find their purpose through him. So I don't want anyone to ever feel, like, afraid of the church or be afraid of God himself because they feel like they steered too far and people in the church are going to judge me. And I'm sorry, and I do, do want to say, like, people who have left the church, I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry you've been judged. But I want to say that, you know, the Christian community, it shouldn't be like that. Um, in general, we are all about spreading love here mm -hmm. at Real Talk No Gimmicks. We accept everyone for who they are, and we just want to spread love and spread, you know, True. God's word. Yeah. yeah. And I love how you emphasize Jesus' earthly ministry because his disciples weren't perfect lambs. Jesus Christ was the lamb, and he allowed his light to be the redeeming power. He mm -hmm. allowed his actions and how... I think of how he fed the multitude. Some of his disciples were like, first of all, you got this small lunch, <laughs> and do you see all these folks? The two fish. The two fish, amen. <laughs> Cue the church music, the organ, <laughs> and the five loaves. Like, there were the disciples, the people that literally walked with Jesus and saw his earthly ministry were like, there ain't no way. He's about to feed all these folks with this yeah. little bit of food. And even then, he's like, they're like, why are we trying to do all of this? We need to figure out our meal. Yeah. I don't know about all these other folks. They were talking <laughs> before we got here. But God allowed, he was, He didn't even focus too much on the naysay. He didn't yeah. focus too much and, and go and say, see, you're. I'm sending you to hell right now because that is said, not exactly. walking in faith. He allowed his action. He al allowed his love and care for other people to let it resonate and spread to the people around him so that by the time he was crucified on that cross, and he went up into heaven to sit on the throne next to his heavenly father, they continued that earthly ministry. And mm -hmm. yes, they, he gave them the word. And yes, you know, I'm sure he had his little pep talks. And yes, he corrected them because when he, they um, walked, well, it was Peter who walked on water yeah. and stopped, lost sight of Christ and he started to sink. And he was like, yo, you got to get your faith game up. So yes, he's corrected them and given them wisdom, but most of his um, the wisdom that they gained was by viewing and by his actions. And I think that we have to do the same. If you are in a position where you feel like you're living this righteous life, and mm -hmm. even then you don't have it all together, let your light shine. The mm -hmm. Bible says to let our light shine so that men can see. So just follow after Jesus. Don't make it your job to be God and judge. And if you even want to take it a step further, pray for <clears> them. Right. Because if, if there's nothing else you can do and say, look, I see Aaron's going through the hard time. I've sent her every Bible scripture. I've sent her every note I can give her. But God, it's in your hands. And I think that's where the church hurt comes from. Because we're trying to play God and still say that we serve God. And you can't have two masters. You can't be God and serve him. So you have mm -hmm. to choose. I really and love And the reverence speaks again. The reverence speaks again. I <laughs> love how you said, we are not God. We can't play God. That's mm -hmm. literally the definition of Christianity. Being yeah. Christ-like. Mm -hmm. Not being Christ, but being Christ-like. Yeah. yeah. So, by the end of the day, we are human. Yes, we are Christ-like, but we are also human until we die and go to heaven. Or when Jesus comes back. I don't know. Whatever but, happens. Yes, whatever happens. <laughs> you know? But our job, again, just reiterating what Haley and Aaron said, is to not police other Christians and non-believers, but to just 
do everything to the best of our ability, mm-hmm. you know, let go, let God, as I said before, and just continuing to spread the light, to spread the word, to spread the love, and let God take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all you can really do. That's all you <laughs> all can really do. In this chaotic world of ours, that's all you can really exactly, do. Exactly, because only God is judge. Only God is perfect. Only God is righteous. Yeah. So who are we to try to be like God? Yeah, or to be God, yeah. yeah. Really difficult times. There's no need to judge other people. Exactly. We've all been through it, so. Yeah, so. yeah. You heard it, folks. Don't forget to criticize. Don't forget to judge. Don't forget to spread the light. Wait. Don't forget not to criticize. Not to criticize. Oh, shoot. Don't forget. Sorry. To, don't forget I'm to not criticize, Saints. We don't. But, see, we're not going to criticize her because we made a mistake. We are human. Amen. And we're not I'm even going we're not going to cut that out cuz see we are being real. Yes. See, I was just being, I was being impulsive. I was being impulsive. She was being My ears perked the both like I'm sorry y'all. Don't forget I'm not sorry. to. I was just thinking of that word. Okay, but yeah, don't forget to not not criticize. Don't forget to not judge. Don't forget to love. Don't forget to stay real. Please. Adios, guys. That was cute. That was cute. We were like, I was like so confident. <laughs> Everything you just said, <laughs> like, wrap it up. <laughs> I love that. That was oh, actually That funny. was good. That was that so was 24 minutes. Yeah, we didn't like go like go too, too deep, deep. But like we said, what we, we needed to say. Yeah. I love that. Was, did that satisfy your urge? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Right. Did Ella say anything? She said she is 15 minutes away. Okay. Probably 10. Okay. And the other podcast never said anything? Nope. Okay, so she'll uh-huh. be here around 135, so we can alert him, or 140-ish, because it's 125, we can alert him to finish this one. We need to bring in the chair, the this, the fourth chair, yeah. and, like, adjust the table, and then get our waters. Yes, yeah. bring whatever. So time will go by. Yeah. yeah. So by the time. Mm-hmm. But that was good, so I kind of want to prep, like, kind of review what we're going to 